Today on Ruta Daily, we're talking about what a good friend looks like. Welcome to Ruta Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to look at this incredible example of a good and godly friendship. And from the beginning, God has said that it's not good for man to be alone in Genesis 2.18. You know, we were created to be social beings. That's why Adam and Eve were made in pairs. Animals were saved two by two on the ark. And Christ died to establish the church where we can meet some of the greatest friends we'll ever have. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 puts it perfectly. You know, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We need friends, and we need good friends too. Not just anyone is right for the job. And the great example I want to look at of friendship is between Jonathan and David. What an incredible example for us. Remember who Jonathan was. He was the eldest son of King Saul. He was the assumed heir to his father's throne. And when David became a member of Saul's household after uh, Goliath was killed, Uh, He and Jonathan became very close. And when Saul, in his jealousy, turned against David, Jonathan kept trying to resolve that situation, even though he really had every reason to want David out of the picture if he ever wanted his father's job. Saul tried to get Jonathan then to kill David, but Jonathan played the double agent. He went and warned David to hide. And once David was free from that threat, they met one last time. And David promised that he would become king and Jonathan would be one of his ministers. But before that could happen, tragically, Saul and Jonathan and the brothers were all killed. So what made Jonathan such a great friend to the young David? I mean, that's an incredible story, an incredible example for how we can be friends to others. What made him so such a great friend for David? Well, first, Jonathan loved David. 1 Samuel 18, we read that Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. You know, friendship, and really any relationship we have, requires love. Jonathan looked out for David even when he had to protect him from his own father, Saul. And while Jesus says that I should learn to love even my enemies, I have to love everyone, I won't have many friends if I can't learn to love them as myself. And that's what Jonathan did. He loved David as himself. He put David's interests ahead of his own when his friend was in danger. And in his letter to the Romans, Paul takes this attitude to, I think, a really extreme form. In Romans chapter 9, he writes, For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race. Now, of course, Paul, while he was writing this, knew this was impossible. And we don't know if he would have been able to say this if it were possible. But Paul's saying here, he would choose to be in hell himself to save the lost of Israel. Truly, John 15, 13 tells us that greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. That's what Christ did for us, according to 1 John 3, 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So if we love people, we'll 
offer help when they need it, like James 1.27 tells us we need to do. We'll encourage them when they need building up in Romans 14.19. We'll laugh when they laugh, and they'll cry when we'll cry when they cry, Romans 12.15. We'll listen when they need to talk in James 1.19, and we'll tell them when they're wrong, if they are, Galatians 2.10-11. You know, friendship has to start with love, and then all these other benefits flow out from it. Second, Jonathan was generous toward David, abundantly so. You know, 1 Samuel 18, 4 says Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with the tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Uh, that started a long relationship of generosity between the two. Remember the situation here. David has killed Goliath. Saul summons him to bestow upon him a position of honor in the kingdom. And because of that, he couldn't return home. So Jonathan literally gave David the shirt off his back. Everything he had, he gave it to his friend. And what an encouraging, but also challenging example. You know, in the New Testament, we see all these examples of generosity and, and selflessness. And Barnabas sold all of his property to support the needy friends uh, that he had. They shared food and possessions, cared for each other in prison and persecution. Have we even come close to that today? Are we prepared to sell our house and then take the shirt off our back to help a friend? 1 John 3.17 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Third, Jonathan was trustworthy. In 1 Samuel 18.3, it says that Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Then in 1 Samuel 19, when the need arose, Jonathan kept that covenant, even when it meant defying his own father's wicked intentions. In 1 Samuel 19, we read, Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David and warned him, My father, Saul, is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. So even though Jonathan's own father tried to enlist him to slay David, Jonathan would not. He protected David even when everyone else turned against him. You know, trust is required. For friendship. We need friends and we need to be friends who protect others even if it means telling them a truth they don't want to hear. We have to be trustworthy friends. Fourth, Jonathan could get angry. 1 Samuel 20, 34 says, then Jonathan knew that his father intended to kill David and Jonathan got up from the table in fierce anger. On that second day of the feast, he did not eat because he was grieved at his father's shameful treatment of David. You know, sometimes friendship means we have to get angry for each other. We have to get passionate for each other. The Bible teaches that there are some things that justify anger. Jesus got angry when circumstances justified it. God's angry with wickedness, according to Isaiah 5.25. Paul was angry at the sight of idolatry, according to Acts 17. But we are warned, in our anger, do not sin, in Ephesians 4.26. You know, friendship, that sometimes flares up our, our passion, flares up our anger. That's part of the territory of loving someone as yourself. But we have to make sure that that passion doesn't lead us to disobey God. Fifth, Jonathan encouraged David. Yet you know, the last statement we read about Jonathan before his death is that, and Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God, 1 Samuel 23, 16. Wow, 
What? That's a good friend right there. We need friends who will encourage us to live for Jesus. There are plenty who discourage. We've got plenty of those. But we need ones who come to us when we're struggling like David was and remind us to find our strength in God. God made us to be social creatures and to need friends like Jonathan. And the best way to find good friends is to be one. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.